Hey pigs, it's nailed. Is that a good intro? <laughs> We're still figuring this out, folks. Jessica's not helping me. I'm sorry. I just just deer and headlightsing it. That's how I get through most of my life. <laughs> um. So I'm Blake. I'm Jessica. And how's it going, Jess? What are we here to do today? Well, today we're here to talk about Halo 4 on this podcast, which is a Halo by Halo journey of oh, Nine yeah. Inch Nails. I'm sorry, I didn't say that. Yeah. I should have said, this is Nailed, a Halo by Halo journey through the music of Nine Inch Nails. Perfect. Technically our tagline, whatever you want to call it. Halo 4 is Sin, mm-hmm. the third and final single from Pretty Hate Machine. We've got the mood set. We've got, uh, well, okay, Jess has got her Trentini. A few a few things are different. We normally do candles, but this time we got a special candle. Yeah. Since they can't see it, hold it up to the mic. Mm-hmm. I hope Let, you guys can hear it. Yeah, can you see if I can hear the flame, like, for real, not a joke? I don't want to. Yeah, it's probably, that's plastic. It's going to burn it. Okay. Well, I tried. If I had a more sensitive mic, it may or may not pick that up. Okay. But the windshield is made of plastic, so... Um, no, this is, um, an altar candle we have, and I ordered it from a store, I think that's based out of Chicago, um, called Last Craft, and you can go check them out at lastcraftdesigns.com, but, uh, it's our Trent prayer candle, mm-hmm. right? And it says... Empire of Dirt. And I'm sorry. <laughs> t- take that again. Emperor of Dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's black instead of most candles being white. It's black. Yeah. So it's the dark Trent prayer candle. And are we going to like light it each time we do this show now? Yeah, but I might burn it out a few minutes into it because I don't want to burn our candle. Yeah, down. it's true. It's like as long as we freaking go, like it's going to be gone in a few ups. <laughs> we will not make it through the halos. No. Um, we'll just have to buy a new Trent candle. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Last Craft would hate us for that. So We should, and we'll put a picture of it up on our socials. That's what we should do. People love that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So, as I said, Jess has her Trentini. Me, for once, I decided not to do that because uh, I'm a a big boy who has his uh, early doctor's appointment tomorrow, and the Trentinis are very strong. And I can I've been known to get a hangover from mm-hmm. just one of them because it's just vodka, folks. It's I'm a- not known for making a weak no Trentini. I mean, it is just a cup of vodka at the end of the day with some olive in it. There's a smidge of vermouth. Yeah, and you know, vermouth is also alcoholic. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I made a new, I invented a secondary drink. It is it is still alcohol, uh, but I think it'll make me less hungover for my doctor's appointment in the morning. What is it? It is. Let me explain. If you have to explain it, is the joke that good? No, it, the oh. joke, it's, this is called the setup. This in the comedy, is what we call setup. And uh-huh. the longer the setup is and the more meandering the funnier the punchline is okay uh it is oh what is that drink dr pepper zero Mm -hmm. with cherry cherry dr pepper zero and whiskey with cherry evan williams evan williams cherry flavored whiskey cherry on cherry Uh this super red drink you know what i call it i'm not i'm trying to think i'm not going to give you too long you're going to get there okay go ahead and say i call it a violet fluid. It's an extremely red drink. So there you go. Uh, really, I call it making me barf later because it's like just an entire tall glass of sugar. 
pure saccharin uh, sugar drink is what it is. So who knows? I'll probably be up all night and still feel like shit tomorrow. But I shouldn't waste too much time with that. We should dive into sin, right? Let's do this. Should we just like listen to the album version? Oh, by the way, once again, the album version's not on the, the single Halo here. Nope. It's, um, there's the long version, the dub version, and then the short version, which is the version that is, again, used in the music video. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll explain how those are different. And then, of course, there's a Queen cover. Okay. Um, should I play, sh- should we uh, just listen to a little bit of the album version? Yeah, we can do the album version and then we'll talk about the actual Halo for itself. I'm going to play Sin from Pretty Hate Machine just to get us into Sin, but I'm going to play the remastered version that we didn't hear last time. It's um, nothing's really different. It's just a remaster uh, for my audio heads out there. Uh, It's a little more, little more compressed. I think they tried to squeeze a little more loudness out of it. Some people like that. Some people don't. But uh, yeah, here it is. That whistle. I heard that that was maybe a sped up saxophone. That's what I've heard. I wonder if it's Trent playing it. I, I'm i going to slow it down maybe and see if it sounds like a regular saxophone. Okay. song i think it made my top five right <laughs> whatever we talked about pretty yeah Hate Machine. it made mine too okay. i mean it has to yeah we d- we just listened to all the remixes and i this version tops them sorry i agree I was young. I always loved all the little synth sounds on here. That whistle. That whistle was missing from the remixes. Yeah, I don't think it was in any of them. I'm trying to remember. Song does have a guitar that comes in later. That that little synth line, that hook. Love that. My favorite lyric. Just give me a taste. I really wanted the multi-tracks, the stems for this song. Could not find, Could not find it on on nindestruct.com, a kick-ass website that tries to emulate the uh, uh, Nine Inch Nails fan sites of yore. You should just check it out later. It's really web 1.0 and really fun and awesome stuff is on there. Lots of cool sounds going on. Guitar solo coming out. Trent rocking out as far as I know. You give me the 
I feel like there's more interesting stuff going on in this version than in the mixes for the for the Halo single. What? So that lyric. Yeah. Stale incense. Old sweat. Lies. Comes directly from a Clive Barker short story. Hellraiser. No. <laughs> he d- he uses something from Hellraiser later, though. We'll get to that. Yeah, but this is from um, a short story from Books of Blood, Volume 1, called In the Hills, the City. Which I read to see if it How had... was it? Oh, it's a good story. It's nightmarish as fuck. Well, just... Don't... Cl- Clive Bart. Clive Barker, King of Nightmares. Gory as hell. Um... Is about churches? Well, there's a, a couple who are pouring uh, old churches and, and towns in, in Yugoslavia. And one of them gets kind of angry and says he's tired of going to churches. Because? Well, you know, they're all this, they all uh, smell the same. Still yes. incense, old sweat, and, and lies. lies. Does it say lies three times or just no, once? Just okay, once. it would be funny if it said lies, lies, lies. <laughs> Look, it comes down to this: lies, lies, lies. So no. So, how do you think time. that? Why do you think he used that in this song? Then, how does it apply to this song? Which, for all I know, is just about. Well, being how do horny. you think it applies to this song? Because the story has nothing to do with. Yeah. The content of the song. I think he probably just read it and liked it. That's and, what I think. And was like, I want to use that. I just think it sounds cool. And also, when I was a kid, I thought he was saying stale incense soul sweat. <laughs> I did not. I never got that. <laughs> so I was always like, what's soul sweat? Soul and then, sweat is a You know, a product... you actually look at the lyrics and you're like, oh, okay, oopsie. Soul sweat sounds like a really weird hair care product. <laughs> you're thinking soul glow. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. But this is like the white person's version of it? I don't know. No, it would. It would be. Soul. I think it would be for jocks, right? Like... Yeah. It'd be like something you cool would use jocks. after the gym. Like you would use your Axe body spray and then your soul sweat yeah. in your hair. So I think it's about, I mean, I, I went over the lyrics again today and none of them were unclear to me. I was like, yeah, those are the lyrics. But I mean, <laughs> there's definitely some sort of BDSM overtones, some hurt me mommy type stuff. Okay. But it's a, it's kind of vague to me. I, I couldn't, I can't put my finger Do on exactly think- what it means. Some of that interpretation comes from the fact that you've seen the music video, too. Well, yes, but I think even without seeing the video, I would get that because it's like, carry out my sentence. I I get get what what I I deserve. deserve. Exactly. Hurt me, mommy. (laughs) Um, You know, and it's uh, talking about how I'm I'm a piece of shit. Abuse me. Uh, But also. I always think this song, and maybe it's because of the sexual content of the video, but when he says your fist, I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm fist. Fist-ing. We'll get, well, we're not there yet. <laughs> but he does like to talk about the fist. A lot of people, it was a big thing. You know, there was. Fist fucking had a moment there. What are you doing? You can't do it. I'm doing stink fist. Did you not? You can't do that on the podcast. She's waving her hand and making a face like the fucking audience will know. They should know. No, it's a uh, stink fist. I think they just called it song one on radio, right? Oh, is that really? By they cool? wouldn't even say. They wait, wouldn't say. Did they, they actually played an. Oh, they played a shortened version on the yeah, radio. Yeah, they didn't did. Because yes, it's like a six. It was a song. single. But okay. they, I think they called it song one. I don't think because it's the first track 
on the album. Yeah, it is. And song one. I, <laughs> it's but, the prequel to, to Blur song two. And even MTV did, like when they played the video. Oh, but Lord. Matt Penfield of 120 Minutes was kind of pissed about it. And he would, whenever he introduced the song, he would kind of like apologetically like hold his nose and like wave his fist in um, front of it, like stink fist. What a tool. <laughs> tool. Um, hey, I like Matt Penfield. I don't know why you're saying that. I don't know. Take it I, back. Just a, Okay, I take it back. Speaking of MTV, I know a video they'd never play. Is it a video for Sin? I get the feeling that after being fed up with, I don't know, the industry, life, whatever, mm-hmm. he very purposely wanted to make a video that they would never play. Was that the thinking behind the Sin music video? Just, just make something to be banned immediately? I feel like Trent has said before that he thinks like most music videos are shit. Um, and like people would ask him in early interviews, like, what are your five favorite videos? And he's like, there's no way I could name five favorite videos. Like they're all just horrible. And I think this was the beginning of a long relationship of trolling MTV with works of, uh, art that could not be played at least, especially during times when younger people might be watching, but this was never played. It was banned. If his goal was to and never be believe, played on MTV, he succeeded with flying colors for you know, sin throughout his career. Perfect drug got a lot of airplay. Okay, maybe closer that one. to maybe two, that but they one. had the edited. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, hurt did too. Um, so you're, you're kind of hurt whatever. did. Okay, yeah, I wasn't watching at the right time. I wasn't cool. You were eight, but it began like that. This era of just kind of trolling MTV. So there was this video. Um, the video for Happiness and Slavery. Which, yeah, could never be played. Never. And then uh, Closer, which was... Which can be partially played. Yes, but it was heavily edited. So, um, but yeah, so this video was directed by Brett Turnbull. And he, if you're looking at like his video career, he also directed the uh, video for Radiohead's Creep. Oh. Mm-hmm. And My Iron Lung, too, which I could not find the video for i was trying to watch it on youtube so yeah he's still doing like a live concert work doing a lot of cinematography for that and so if you've seen the taylor swift reputation stadium tour then so yeah the special on netflix i I I have i always wanted to watch that special on netflix we never did yeah and we also still haven't watched the special on disney plus oh god i'm the worst wife yeah (laughs) i just don't want to watch it i wish i wish i could watch the dorky things that i want to watch uh, so all the, yeah, if you, so director of the Taylor Swift visuals was the guy who also did the perverted sin video. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What's perverted about it, Blake? Why are you uh, Well, it's kind of, we just watched it and it's kind of like a few different things. And I was kind of like, if it was just this one thing, I might like it more. So what would be the one thing? Just Trent being abused? So a, a <laughs> like dominatrix woman wearing Who's like nude except for some leather straps, maybe. Like a harness. Yeah. Takes Trent to a, a gyroscope machine. I don't know what those things are called. I just know it's we watched an episode of, of King of the Hill where, where uh, what's his name? Boomhauer was in one. Yeah. Which gave me flashbacks to Sin immediately. <laughs> like, right. So it's the thing. It, it's a, made of all these concentric circles that spin you around and make you sick and vomit at the fair or whatever. But uh, naked ladies doing it to him, and I was like, "Naked lady gyroscope operator," 
hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like Trent. Yeah, so you get hello. a shirt. <laughs> if you're into uh, Trent, you get a shirtless Trent with some interesting hair going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that look like baby baby dreadlocks. I don't like know what to call dreadlocks. them. It's like his dreads have been cut off into short nubbins. But I I like the whole visual of that. As as weird as it is, um, and it's inner intercut with something that looks like it came from an an entirely different. It, it's a different kind of filming. Uh, it just it looks very Gonzo shot at home. Uh, so you're talking about the gay couple. Yeah. Okay. Two two young men having sexual fun together, and, but it looks like a home video or something. Yeah. And later, kind of getting into some uh, cutting. We, are they? I don't. I didn't see any oh, cutting. Oh, maybe but it's not it does, cutting. Maybe one of them hits like the other one, oh, and yeah. they're using blood to like so, write words upon like their chest, like like sin. You don't see anyone hurt anyone directly that I no. saw, but I was like, hang on, did are they punching each other? Because one of them is bleeding out the nose. Then they're writing like sin and blood. Mm-hmm. By the way, this episode's nasty. Uh, warning. <laughs> I'm just gonna do. I think we should just have a very. Uh yeah, like our know. first episode should just be like, hey, guess what? Trigger warning for the every most, episode, right? Yeah. It's like if you know Nine Inch Nails at all, you kind of know what you're in for. Yes, but just in case, we might have to put something at the beginning of our series. Um, but yeah, we got and uh, I kind of laughed when uh, one of the dudes has an enormous fake black dong, mm-hmm. like strapped on. Mm-hmm. It's like. Why though? I don't. We don't see the real dongs or anything. I don't think, do we? Why not? But we see a fake black one strapped on over the pants, and I'm like, why though? But why not? Just I guess why not? You why know, not? whatever, whatever you want. So um, yeah, was this video shocking to you the first time? Okay, the first time you saw this video, was it on closure? Yes. Okay, was it shocking to you? Just to uh, when- elaborate on that, we at this time we had no YouTube or any other way to possibly see sin. Other than the closure VHS. Yes. Yes, it was shocking. Maybe even upsetting. I don't know. No, you know, the broken stuff was upsetting. This was not upsetting, just weird. Watching it just now, as I'm 36, it wasn't wasn't too shocking or anything. No. Partially because I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. And I've also seen a lot of fucked up things I in my life. I feel like it wasn't shocking to me, even when I was like 14 watching it. And it was because my friend... Matt, like my bestie in high school, introduced me to like sites like Gore Gallery mm. where we would look up, I don't she, know, like we would watch like, um, she talks about Gore Arba Gallery. Dwyer, was that his name? Yeah. Who, yeah. uh, like there would be like a stills from that. Hey man, nice shot. Yes, from his suicide on air. And also there was like a whole section of just genitals. So you could like go in and look at pictures of, uh, different piercings and other modifications to genitalia and so like there's a whole sequence in sin where it's just like shots of like fat quick shots Mm -hmm. this was one maybe the weirdest part quick shots of people's pierced hang on i wrote it down pierced vag pierced navel (laughs) it's like the navel's not you know navels are sexy though we got like pierced balls or pierced dick or balls or something it was all it was all happening so fast i don't know what all was pierced but all the all well, the all private parts, all piercings the piercings were so nipples probably new to be introduced, especially at that time. A lot of different nipples going on. I could have watched, you know, half an hour of 
naked lady gyro- gyroscope. <laughs> okay. I thought that was, I thought that was totally fine and cool. Okay. Um, I didn't really have a problem with the other stuff. I just wasn't as into it as the, the fun gyroscope ride with the boob lady. Um, I'm sure she I liked loves being known as the boob lady. Well, I'm sure she's very nice. Yes. Uh, so yeah, MTV said no to that. <laughs> I can't imagine why, but yeah, they did. And that video used the ver- not the album version of the song, as we said, but the one that I call the Boop Beep Remix. You know why I call it the Beep Boop? Why? Because it's got all those dams, all those damn beep beep noises in it that I think they get under my skin a little bit, mm. to use Mr. Trent's own words. Um, should we just go ahead and get into the these different mixes that are on yeah. Halo 4? Um, yeah. So Halo 4 Sin was released in the U.S. in October of 1990, October 10th, and in the U.K. on November 16th of 1991. There aren't uh, any track differences like there were between like Head Like a Hole, mm. but thank God. That's main confusing. differences is the art. In the United States, the art is like bright red with like the, oh, yeah. the, gold. the gold, and then yep. the U.K. version is black. Check out the font on this thing if you haven't seen it it is some of the wildest typeface i've ever seen in my life i downloaded today a f- the sin font by the way Did you? <laughs> it's fucking it's wild and i love it i was gonna wear my sin shirt but i didn't want to get blue dye all over it uh, i have well, a i have a white one with the red sin oh, yeah. it's white with red i also have black i have a black one i just god t- you have a lot you have a red one i thought no, I just have white with red, and then I have um like a black one. I want the sin tank top that uh, Mary Queen took a picture in. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, we should take a picture later in in sin based attire. Yeah, I just had my uh, hair done for the first time in like fourteen months, and um, bleached and then dyed blue, so it's like really vivid. And I look kind of like Ramona Flowers because I got bangs, and I didn't mean to look like Ramona Flowers, but now I do. But those worst things when I was there, I had my phone open and the stylist is just like this 24 year old sweet little baby. And she looked out at my phone and goes, oh, my God, is that your husband? He's so hot. (laughs) Which fucking picture is this? I knew. Okay, which picture is this? (laughs) And I I was like looking around. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, where's my husband? Is it David Bowie? She has David Bowie on her phone. No, but she did ask about that, too. She didn't know who that that was. Is that your dad? Is that your dad? This one. Oh, my God. You know. Okay, so picture of Trent's profile. That could be me. I think this is- That could be me. <laughs> Why not? Sure. I think this is a year zero era. Okay. Am you could I have right? said, maybe. You could have said, yeah. Yeah, that's my hubs. She's like, he's very brooding and handsome. And I oh was like, God. that's Trent Reznor. No, that's not my husband. She was so jealous in that moment. <laughs> but she did. Uh, she also wondered who the hell David Bowie was. I have his. Oh, um, my God. These children. Because <laughs> she was just like, why do you have someone's mugshot on your phone? Because <laughs> it's my lock screen. And I was yeah. like, that's uh, David Bowie. To be fair to her, it's kind of hard to tell who it is from this lock screen. It's covered up and It's a hand spare. No, it's covered up in like the phone crap. My lock screen? Yes. Bullshit. Oh, never mind. Never. Okay. Never mind. That's clearly David Bowie. Yes. Thank to you. be fair, a lot of young people do know who David Bowie is. And this I this think one though, didn't. When they think of him, they think of like a Lad Insane type yeah, era. Ziggy Stardust. Exactly. Labyrinth. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm sorry that I may have skipped ahead because we didn't. Should we talk about the 
like sample elements that went into making sin? Sure. Let's go ahead and do that real quick. Okay, let's do that. Um, so a few interesting things were sampled that we know of. Should we talk about, well, since the song begins with this, all the Yeah. So I'm just going to play that real. You do that, that and it, I'm going to eat my last olive. Okay. These these sounds at the beginning. All those those crazy shaws. Yeah, I didn't know what the hell it was until recently. So there's kind of a long story that will simplify, but finally tracked down. Uh, I heard somewhere that it came from... Um, Eric B. and Rakim's song paid in full, but this is a misunderstanding. It's Rakim. Eric B. and Rakim. I don't know. What was I thinking? They said they sampled the same sound in their song that Trent sampled for Sin. And that comes from, what does it come from, Jess? Uh, a Fab... A Fab Five fab, Freddy song uh, yes. featuring B-Side. Yeah. So this, uh, the song is called Change the Beat, right? Mm-hmm. And they, but this is specifically from the... I think what they called the female version. It was like a American slash French rap. Yeah, it's collaboration. It's a it's a strange, so cool song. I don't know the French woman who raps uh, under the name Beside or B Side. Her version contains this at the very end. I'll play it here. Ah, this stuff is really fresh. Love it. French accent. Okay. And so so, the stuff part uh, is cut into. Sound sound familiar there? Mm -hmm. I think this this part might be in sin somewhere too. The. Or maybe. I could be wrong. Anyway, so the. Got used first by um, Eric B. and Rakim. This stuff. I heard that first, and you—you you know what I thought it was? It was what? It sounded like someone was saying "disc jock," <laughs> but like in a weird, like scratchy way, with effects all over it. Obviously, I got you. Okay, I can see that because, like, that was like a thing in early the days of early sample. Like a lot of samples would reference the make reference to uh the disc di- jockey yeah that you know like one of the most popular things to put on old keyboards with with samples would be like a thing that goes dj stuff like that mm-hmm. so i thought it was something like that i don't know that was a dumb thought but it's not disc jock it's this stuff so yeah they sampled the same thing but uh yeah interesting the other thing that you sent me uh, was it the Keith LeBlanc? Yeah, so another Keith LeBlanc But this joint. was used, I think, only in the remixes that appeared on the actual I, Halo. This, okay, we're going to find, we're going to figure this out here okay. now, but I think this might be the genesis of the little boop beep woodblock synths that are all over all these remixes, but are not in the album version. So let me just play this called Mr. President. Is that the part you wanted me to highlight? Just that that I think that's the part, yeah. Clicky beep beep. Yeah. Okay, 
I'm going to play the Sin Long version, which I think starts with the beeps. Nope, the Shaws. <laughs> Okay, it's a similar sound, but I don't I don't think it's directly sampled. This could have come from anywhere. I don't know, did he share samplers with Keith LeBlanc or something? Oh, like, I don't know. It, it it could be anything, folks. It's but it's it's a similar sound and they work together and this this remix uh the long version, which is almost 6 minutes, was uh done by Adrian Sherwood and Heath LeBlanc of Tackhead, right? I think they all were. Okay, that that would make long, sense. Long, dub, and short were yeah. all. I and have all Sherwood LeBlanc. It makes sense because they're very similar. Mm-hmm. Again, I prefer the later days of letting different people do different mixes on remix albums, and they sound different and interesting. These are largely sameness. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, once again, it's just not like a ton of variation. Although in the dub version of sin there's almost no lyrics except for three words sin control and lies lies control (laughs) lies control um sin i'll I'll play a little bit just so you get an idea it's like you can also see these especially like dub and you know being being for the club I don't know if that was the intention, but it, it also has a more straightforward beat. I could see being for the club. Also, apparently, because the Sin video could not be played on MTV or anywhere, really. Um, in the early 90s, the video was shown in dance clubs. So I could imagine that, right? Like in a cool dance Ooh, club like in a big sex city. clubs? Like maybe. That kind of Like club? the kind of clubs that HBO's Real Sex would go in and visit. <laughs> oh, and yeah. you're like... 12 watching it and you're like what the hell's going on real sex i'm a sexual gyroscope operator (laughs) and this is my life story my mom always talked about how one time she woke up because she would always sleep with the tv on and she woke up and it was like real sex i fuck clowns or something and it was just like people who were attracted to i guess they'd be called calrophiles right no wait that's if you're scared oh, of them. Dude, I don't know. No, that, no cow, that's calophobia. So, yeah. Are you playing long? Yeah, this is long. Okay. Not, I may not play the whole thing, but... Yeah, you can skip ahead to dub. I think people get the point. There are a few things I want to highlight. This, okay, this. There might be a part where that's more isolated later, and I'm sure it's also on the other versions because, again, they're all so similar. Similar, the same elements just mixed around, chopped and screwed. That, they did incorporate, like they did with Terrible Eye, some of the remix stuff into the way they played this song live later on. They kind of had this extended intro with that part off the isolated here. But live, it doesn't start the way it starts on the album. It starts with this this thing here. Yeah. 
always feel like it's coming up, but there's just so much of this. It's industrial, baby. <laughs> now that's what I call industrial. Oh. This. Watch uh, all that could have been DVD. It's on there. There's the lies. So, yeah, and then there's, I'll skip to the end. There's just a whole bunch of noise that plays for the outro. Yeah, it's like um, Like, running water. Yeah, it kind of sounds like. Yeah. Just lots of effects and distortion over it. Then there is the dub version. As you can imagine, it sounds like a dub. A dub version of the song, which was <laughs> dub was a thing that was popular for some reason around, I don't know when it started, but you know, 80s. Oh, sounds familiar. But this version, yeah, it doesn't have doesn't have lyrics so much as it just has those few words repeated. It's a five minute long thing. With, you know, the same elements again. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't have notes other than it's a long dance instrumental with lies, sin, and control. Yeah, that's pretty much all I have. Um, and then the... Sh- the short version. I'm gonna skip over the the cover. Okay. Uh, so we can do it last. Of course, the short version and the music video. The only differences are like the intro. Well, the, there are a lot of subtle differences throughout. <laughs> but once again, it starts with this shit. <laughs> uh, I love so much. Well, it's four minutes and change. That's a pretty long intro. The drum. The drums are a bit different. The song is mostly the same, but instrumentally and mix-wise, there are subtle changes from the album version. Still prefer the album version. Anyway, that's the one they call shorts. Anything to say on these before we get to the Queen cover? I don't. But before we get to the Queen cover, I want to do a brief history of suck sounds used in song that I was not aware of and played around my mom and embarrassed myself. Okay. And it does have to do with the cover of Get Down, Make Love. Honestly, probably the very first song that I can remember having it was a Janet Jackson song. Oh. And I had this cassette and it was one of my very first cassettes that I'd ever bought. And so... Oh, God. Yes. Throughout the whole song. This is filthy, Janet. What is this? It's called Throb. It's from her self-titled album called Janet. Good grief. Imagine a... No. Fourth grade Jessica listening to this in her, like, rip-off Walkman. I never had a real Walkman. Okay. Yeah. So throughout the whole song. That's that's it. Okay. Wow. So the other one is um, the unedited version of this song, which I had no idea 
had the cassette in, cruising around with my mom to Sonic one night. Because she liked this video and liked this song. So we played it together, and then this happens. I remember this version. It's just I, the album version. I downloaded it off Napster, I think. Yeah. But you're in the car with you, your mom, and you know this comes is, on. Is it just some what random porno? <laughs> I don't know what it's from. I didn't do that much research into it, but... So there's that. Did we say what that was? Oh, sorry. It's More Human Than Human by White Zombie. Yeah. I, I mean, just it, assume everyone would Yeah, know. I mean, they probably do. But just in case, you just don't know. Just in case, know. yeah. Sorry. Okay. And then the last one, I'm going to have to fast forward a little bit. And this was an album I remember my mom had on vinyl when I was a kid, because I remember looking at the artwork in it and being severely traumatized by it. So I'm going to skip forward just a little bit to get to where this is at. Okay. Is this... this is Guns N' Roses' Rocket Queen, your favorite band. Yeah. Is it Axel moaning? Because I don't need to hear that. No, it's not Axel. But legend has it. That. That is not a sample. Yeah, bullshit. It is. Hey, can I tell you the rock and roll legend behind this song? Yeah, it's horseshit, but go ahead. Okay, fine. So, allegedly, it is real. It was the drummer of Guns N' Roses' girlfriend. Her name is, I believe, Adriana Smith. And um, she wanted to get back at him for cheating on her. And Axel's like, hey, come to the studio. <laughs> so she did. This is worse than I And they effed <laughs> in the studio and recorded it. Oh, my God. And she has said it wasn't really romantic, passionate, or hot. It was kind of contrived. But they got some good stuff out of it. It sounds contrived. Yes. So what did the drummer think after that? I don't know. Do you think I care? <laughs> he just remained in the band. I don't know. He could be gone. I don't. I don't. I know nothing I about like Guns N' Roses this as far kind of, as this kind as of far shit. as like the history. I, I don't know much about them. I, I just remember Appetite for Destruction was huge, and it was huge in my household. Like my mom had that album, and the videos were everywhere. So I have a special place in my heart for. A lot of songs on this album. So, um, anyway. Okay. Um, can I, I'll, I guess I'll play f- for you. So my... that was my brief history of songs that I was embarrassed that would play when my mom was around because of sex sounds. I guess I might as well play my introduction to sex sounds and music. Okay, do it. And popular songs. What do we get for ten dollars? Everything you want. Everything. Yours is more problematic because it's racist. <laughs> okay. So two live crew taught me what being horny was. <laughs> uh, that was partially a joke and partially the truth. So why do you bring up all these sexual songs and music? Well, why don't we get started with the cover of Queen's Get Down, Make Love? Okay, so Nine Inch Nails did a Queen song. So, first you want to talk about cover. who produced it before we dive in? Who? Yeah. So it's listed as being produced by um, Hippo Luxa. Is that how you would say it? Hippo or Hypo. 
I'm not sure on the pronunciation. Hippoluxa? Hypoluxa? No, Hypoluxa. So it's actually Al Jorgensen and sometimes Paul Barker who would produce under that name. Um, and that's who is listed as the producer for Get Down, Make Love. I also, Blake, have some news for you. Mm-hmm. So I fell into like a deep ministry hole where I'm just clicking on random shit last night. And this is when I learned that Al Jorgensen not only dated Amy Mann. No. But she was also briefly in ministry. The uh, this is the <laughs> the no. I don't. I can't even form words. No, she wasn't. No, they didn't. What? What? Number one, it was New Wave era. Okay, ministry, uh, right? So before... it's when Al Jorgensen and Amy Mann had similar hair, right? Like big <laughs> New oh, okay. Wave hair before all the fa- face piercings. Bef- oh, way before the face. The face piercings okay. are very new in like the. No. Okay. Within the past decade, I think. So was this before she was in Till Tuesday? Yes. So oh she formed Till Tuesday just a in little, ministry? a short while Did after. Did she play keyboard or I, guitar? I don't know exactly what she played. Or she I didn't sing? look, but they briefly dated. Oh Allegedly, a lot God. of the songs on Ministry's first album are about their relationship. Mm-hmm. And allegedly... Some songs that she wrote uh, when she was in Till Tuesday are about him. Are you going to look it up <sighs> Voices now? Voices Kit. Yeah, I'm just typing in Amy Mann Ministry. Okay. What do you think of this? Al Jorgensen says, my relationship with Amy Mann inspired Voices Carrie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I really... This was in like the the early days of like new wave when everyone would just had those cheekbones and that hair and everyone was really beautiful. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Like just cheekbones and hair. Oh yeah. The picture where they do have the same hair, his, I told you black and white versions of the same hair. But they Can you imagine them together? Cause she had, she had that shocking, like bleach blonde hair and he had jet black hair. Just so lovely as a couple. I'm going to take this picture and change the text to say ministry. It's a picture of, of till Tuesday. Please do so. And make it a, t-shirt and send your idea to uh meth syndicate yeah oh man i don't know what to do with this information anyway. i did i really surprise you with that did you yeah, not know about no, this i did not fucking know i'm about sorry that. for dropping such a bomb on you in the middle of a live you recording know, but they're both good people right is he a good person i don't sure. know sure i mean she's great obviously i love her anyway. i've i've not heard he hasn't been uh time times up or me too <laughs> i don't know i probably He's not fine. maybe but the, also like i just see it if you listen to early ministry and listen to like till tuesday you're like yeah or, i mean it's synth pop so was it uh hypo luxa's idea to put the porn sounds in the get down make love cover i mean that would be my guess it seems very uh al j thing to do also other samples there's a snippet from the 1962 version of The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. There's no doctor. It's just called The Cabinet of Caligari. Oh, sorry. That's how you know it's different. <laughs> I messed up. So yeah, Cabinet of Caligari was made in 62, and it is not at all similar to the original German expressionistic film, which I had to watch in film class. And I remember mm. the guy next to me, when the title card showed up, he would just lean over and go, what's a somnambulist? And I was like, Jesus. <laughs> In a minute, I, I would like to track down the source of that. I mean, we know the source of that weird speech that's in that we're going to hear. 
But yes. I want to hear it in its proper context because okay. it's fucking deranged. It is a very deranged speech, and I almost want to watch the movie <sighs> yeah, uh, just to figure out yeah. how that it's, fits, so especially with what I know about The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. So, yeah, I haven't seen either, but this this one that they sample sounds like something perverted. Well, you should, because without The Cabinet of Dr. Cal- Caligari, you would never would have had a Tim Burton movie ever. Like, if you watch it, you're just like... This is Tim Burton. Like everything he's ever made, resim- yeah. it came from that movie. Beats innocent enough. I have a note on this beat uh, later too. Yeah. Okay, Trent breathing. As far as I can tell, it's it's already sexual enough, right? I'm I'm horny. Okay, this. This is. I mean, is this played for laughs? Why'd you do so many hand <laughs> gestures? It's a podcast. I'm doing it for your benefit. Okay, but still. Yes. Apparently, this Japanese porn or something. Mm-hmm. I like that. Dang, dang. Yeah, I do too. These stabs. I don't know if that's from something or just a keyboard patch. I like those little sounds too. Interesting interpretation of the Queen song. Can I tell you that the first time I heard this song, I was like, what, Queen is horny? Because the only Queen songs I knew were Bohemian Rhapsody. Queen is horny. (laughs) We will rock you and we are the champions. Like, that's all I knew of Queen. Those those two are on the same album as this one. It's true. The only album I remember having of Queen, my aunt did have like a record of it and we lived with her briefly. And it was like a greatest hits. I don't think this was on it. I don't think it was ever a hit, was it? Or a single? I don't think so. I like this where it starts to rock out here. It's a nice little. A little cut off there. I like that. His vocals cut off. Um, I like how the sound is somewhere in between Pretty Hate Machine and Broken. It really rocks out, but it's also very synthy. Later on, a lot of some insane sample stuff starts happening. Can I? You want to skip ahead? Yeah. The panning is panning left to right. You hear that in your headphones? Yes. He go and when we get to Pierce filling, we'll talk about crimes against panning. <laughs> S- stereo panning. I, I felt sh- that when I was driving like, around listening to it's it today, It's going to make buddy. you barf. Like, the, like someone needed to take the panning knob away from him on that. Um, but yeah, so all these samples and weird swirling sounds are just going back and forth, left to right. At the end, especially, I'll go to that part. There's other samples in here. 
insane. Look. Obviously, that's the end of We Will Rock You. Yes. I feel like there's more Freddie Mercury voice and other Queen stuff mixed in there. But it's just, I... I feel like I hear Freddie Mercury's voice fleeting yes, through my head. I would have no idea because it's so quick. I know. Yes. So much... Yeah. Who, who could say? So, fun stuff. I like it. That's my favorite part of the Halo, I think. Definitely. Okay. I do want to compare it to the, the Queen original briefly, but... I also want to... Both songs make me want to fuck. So <laughs> I think that's a compliment. I don't know if they have that uh, <laughs> have that effect on me, but I'm also a lizard-brained man. <laughs> uh, I You know, I may not be able to find it. I thought maybe somebody posted it in its original context online. The, the horny doctor. Oh, you're trying to find horny doctor? Horny doctor. Tell Sorry. me about your sex, he says. <laughs> I want to know. Horny Caligari. Oh, well. Um, okay. I'm just going to skip past that and go to the Queen song. There are similarities and some big differences. So it's from the album News of the World. That's the one that starts off with We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions. A few other uh, choice picks on that one. It's one of their better albums, I think, probably. People like that one, right? I think so. Has a great album art, so yeah. I like <laughs> the, it. The robot painting. <laughs> yes. It's pretty cool. So not as not as fun and exciting. A little slower. Now the vocal obviously the vocal performance is awesome. To me, not a lot in, instrumentally interesting is happening. Until it Until rocks course? out. Yeah. Like the cover, it rocks out in the chorus section. You say you hungry. I give you meat. I suck your mind. Whoa. You blow my head. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> he's he's performing the shit out of that. This song's kind of crazy. There we go. There a music video for this. Freddie Mercury better be licking a microphone. <laughs> That's all I have. It's to actually say. exactly like the closer video. Okay. <laughs> it's completely stolen from Queen. Okay. Uh, it's pretty cool. I mean. Pretty cool stuff going on in that song. What I'm, year was that release? What year was the album? Well, no streaming service ever, ever makes it clear the year that something was released. That's not true at all. That is absolutely true. I can it's one tell of the you. things that irks me about all streamers. 77. Okay. Ah, 77. The year punk was invented. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Queen was doing other things. Um, they get down, make love beat. It was not uh, a whole cloth invention of Trent Reznor. I I was looking at the Reddit recently, and mm-hmm. I think it was a recent discovery by a Redditor, maybe, who was digging through his old tapes, uh, sampler tapes, and now I forget the piece of gear. Do you have it? Um, I have, and my note the- said it's based on a hip hop beat from Forty Ounces. <laughs> Sorry, 
of Fat Slammin' Hip Hop Sample CD-ROM by Envision Interactive. Okay. That is a yes. mouthful, yeah, by the that's way. That's a fucking I don't even know gravy. what I just said. That is That whole thing that you said is the name of the sample tape or the library okay. that you put in this certain sampler and someone said they were going through all their tapes or their discs or whatever the hell it was and they found this beat and they they uploaded it and sure enough it was that little funky thing play it it's like do you have it well no i don't have it of course on hand right now i thought you had it singled out somehow and that's why you mentioned it no i just wanted to give a shout out to the person that found it a fellow sample discoverer hello (laughs) Of course, I don't have their name on hand either, but, you know. We can always go back and insert it right You know. No, I'm just going to say, you know who you are. You know. Oh, you can do that, too. You know who you are. Uh, Hang on, hang on, hang on. Now you scared him. (laughs) Yeah, 40 ounces of fat slamming hip hop. (laughs) Vision Interactive. I guess you could probably put it in different samplers that use a CD-ROM which was the kind of thing that Trent was using at the time. Imagine all the weirdo early digital gear, the stuff he talks about while making pretty hate machine. All that stuff is tech waste in a landfill right now. Oh, totally. Like yeah. a sampler it's that hanging uses, out with ET, the video game. Yeah. Like, like these giant things that use a discs. sampler that had a CD ROM. Yeah. I mean, that's how they did it in the day. The tapes and discs and all this insanity. They used to have <sighs> digital I mean, digital tape was a thing for a long time. Like the ADAT machine. Fuck that. Like people used to think that was great. Like, no, got so inconvenient. Could you, are there people who still record using that kind of thing? Oh, I'm sure there's some psychopath somewhere doing it. I mean, so many ADAT machines, the ADAT was in every studio in, in the world, professional and amateur. So they're, they're still out there. I'm sure. Who was an early user of this kind of technology? Was it like, peter gabriel like who was oh i'm sure i'm sure he was one of them yeah just anyone who was doing electronic stuff in the 80s 70s had this digital stuff came a little bit later it was like between the digital stuff we know today and the analog electronic stuff of you know like wendy carlos and the the analog pioneers okay so would any of it have happened like in the late 70s like I, like early industrial maybe when when, when was that um oh that fucking machine from that documentary it had a goofy name that i forget now ministry had one the wax tracks bought one or something oh shit i the, can't remember uh, it. but like light. um arc not arc light something light Ministry got blood on it. We're the worst. I think Peter Gabriel had had one. I think first. they had like yeah, like a pic. That's why I said Peter Gabriel, like who would have been using this kind of technology because it immediately cut to like him in that documentary. Oh, I'm so mad that I know it's something light. It was a computer system that you could sequence electronic music on. Fuck. You get there first. Fair light. Fair light. CMI. <laughs> Mother fuck me. The fair light. Yeah. The fair light. There you go. If you want to hold it. Uh, I'm really good at searching for things. God damn it. Okay. I'm, I need to look up what this thing looks like for my own sanity. What were my my keywords for that? Wax it, tracks, ministry, light, synth. <laughs> That's literally oh, okay. what I I typed. remember it being a giant piece of gear. Yeah. Yes. It's a digital 
to synthesize your computer combo thing. Fairlight CMI. Okay. Yeah, it's got this huge keyboard. Can I see a picture real quick? Imagine ministry hauling this thing up on stage for a ministry show. And then they would destroy it afterwards. Yeah, like you can't smash the fairlight. How much do you think that would cost? It probably cost $100,000 in 1981. No way. It would, it, early digital gear was insanely expensive. I know. Fucking insane. But. Oh, well. Okay. The fairlight. Fuck. Oh, I wonder which dorks still own that. Anyway. Someone does, and it's probably in a hoard pile somewhere. Oh, some hoarder has one. I'm covered so in like rat shit. Sorry, Blake and I've been watching hoarders again because there's a new season. Up. <laughs> I can't. I can't include hoarders content. So that totally, oh, completely, and utterly derailed me. What were we? What do we need to wrap up with here? I guess we need to just do our ratings because I don't really have anything else to say about Halo Four. Yeah. So um, that is Halo Four. Uh, do you know how many inches out of nine you would give this? It's all going to be based on that cover, to tell you the truth. Mm, good cover. Um, the actual... Oh, the cover art and the cover song. The cover song. Both good. True. Both, both are great. Um, because the actual remixes aren't that intriguing to me. Again. Yeah. I'll give it a 6.5. I'll give it a 6. Okay. So higher than Head Like a Hole. Yeah. And it's all because of the Queen cover. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <sighs> I'm going to go back to 6.5. There you go. Okay. I'm really torn on it. Just write this down. <laughs> I have to keep a record. Okay. I don't know that I, I don't know if I liked it more or less than had like a whole, it's got one song that really interests me, of course, the cover, but again, that's just a cover. I'm going to give it a five and okay. just say that I can't wait until... As we go along here, I know that there are halos that I'm going to give like a 12. Oh, um, I do too. Yeah, totally. Because I love them so much and I can't wait to get to that shit. I feel like... <laughs> yours will be the fragile, mine will be the downward spiral and uh, I mean, I would give the downward zero. spiral a 12 and the fragile a 20. <laughs> Tell us, you're zero. I love your zero. Oh boy. I don't know what we're going <laughs> to... Okay. What? Uh, oh, no, that's fine. no, that's fine. No, that's fine. Oh my gosh. They're look, they're all good, but some are just so good. Your zero is so good, in my opinion. Anyway. There's a lot of good things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. That's all I got, buddy. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Sorry we take so long to talk about four songs. I guess there's only one other thing I want to say. Mm-hmm. And that is I hope we get tickets to go see our oh, yeah. our buddies in Cleveland. This is gonna date by the time you're listening to this, it's Probably way later, mm-hmm. but we just found out about. Well, we found out. Nine Inch Nails is playing Cleveland in September, baby. But guys, how Rock does. Rock City. How does anyone get tickets on Ticketmaster? Ticketmaster can fuck off. I try. Okay. So we tried during the first pre-sale. They, then, they need to stop working with Ticketmaster full stop. They There's they, no one else to work with. Ticketmaster I know, owns they're, the market. They're like, a monopoly. That's the bullshit. But when they did that crazy, you have to. That thing that they did for one tour where you have to go stand in line physically mm-hmm. and physically buy it at the venue. It would have had it would have been like that Saved by the Bell episode where they all camp out at the mall to get U2 yes. tickets, where we were all just camping out. <laughs> the, arg- the argument against that is how inconvenient it is. Mm-hmm. I strongly believe it's still more convenient than going through Ticketmaster's evil horseshit even if you just had people show up in person at Ticketmaster retailers like when i was a kid Ugh. if you wanted ticket tickets to concerts you had to 
go to physical locations and it could be anywhere. Like, for example, I bought tickets to like the Bush concert at JCPenney in the mall because they were a Ticketmaster location where you could go and get tickets. No, I don't want to go through Ticketmaster at all because I'm down for that. But I tried to get tickets during the first presale and then we tried to get tickets during the we just got fucked second presale and I still couldn't get them. So just remember that rub the salt in my wound. Ticketmaster are glorified scalpers on a huge corporate scale that's all they are they're criminals mm-hmm. just like elon and musk I'm... is just a glorified government contractor guys <laughs> and a, not a good one at no. that okay we have to stop we need mm-hmm. i we need something to say on an outro that's like a cool like a nine inch nails lyric thing but i i can't think of one i got i got something okay okay you ready mm-hmm. okay I bet you guys thought you're going to listen to a good podcast, but that's not us, man. <laughs> those are those other guys. Uh, Go listen to their podcast. We're here to have a bad podcast. <laughs> that's really good. I didn't get it right. What show is that from again? Oh, fuck. I can't remember what concert it's from, but it's really funny. That was maybe one of the best live things he ever said. <laughs> it was a show. Man, I wish I knew who was opening. Was it a festival? I think it, it seems like it would have been at a festival. I think Trent hates festivals, so it would make sense he'd be a little surly. But he was like, you guys ready to have a good time? Cheer, cheer, cheer. Well, too bad. That's the last <laughs> guys. We're here to have a bad time. That's the perfect thing to say before your show. Also, the perfect thing to end your show with uh, is something that Kurt Cobain said. Mm-hmm. You can hear it on a live album. He said, thank you for being patient. Oh, that's so good. Do you know want to know what my favorite is? I saw Cat Power at Austin City Limits Fest in like 2004, Mm -hmm. and she played this really beautiful set, and I remember it was already really fucking hot. I know what this is. It was really fucking hot, and my friend Crystal and I are just like laying on a blanket, staring up the sky, just listening to this beautiful music. It's just her and her piano, and at the end, she just leans into the microphone and went, sorry, that sucked. (laughs) It's like the most beautiful thing you ever heard. Sorry, that sounded like shit. And Crystal and I just looked at each other, and we're like- what? <laughs> Whoa. And then she like throws her guitar. <laughs> she like pushed the piano off the stage. <laughs> yeah, just like kicks a grand piano over and it breaks. Anyway. Anyway. Can we just end our podcast with sorry that sucked? Until next time. Thanks for being patient. Sorry that sucked. <laughs>